Welcome back, everybody, to the official Beat Pack podcast, your go-to show for all upcoming creatives and artists. My name is Nathan, aka Locomoco, and I'll be your host today. Whether you're on your morning commute, or maybe you're just working around the house today, or maybe you're tuning in for our guest, I'm super grateful that you guys are tuning in today. So without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Our guest today is an incredibly talented singer, song, and screenplay writer based out of Los Angeles, California. Everybody, please welcome Lissa Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to our little podcast today. Yes. Alyssa, thank you so much for being my second guest. It's honestly an honor to have you on here today. It's an honor to be on here. <laughs> thank you for having me. Awesome. Why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself before we get into it? Hey, everybody. My name's Alyssa. I'm 22 years old, and I'm based in Los Angeles, but I'm from Orange County. Uh, I studied film and TV in college at Boston University, but I guess my primary creative focus has always been singing since I was little. Um, But my day job is film, which is not so much a day job. I still love it and (laughs) still creative, but... Yeah, that's pretty much just me. Right. For those of you who don't know, um, I was introduced to Alyssa from Jay Ferrer. We worked on the Do What I Want documentary together. Um, it was such an amazing experience, and I've actually had the pleasure of making a few songs with Alyssa. Um, those are super fire. Um, so obviously, she has such an amazing singing voice, and I really want to get into um, you know, maybe some of those early beginnings where all that kind of started. Yeah. Um, so my whole family was involved in music. My mom played piano. My dad was in choir. My brothers played drums, guitar, everything. So it was kind of older brothers. So it was kind of like a matter of time before I picked up something. Um, my mom put me through piano, violin, um, I learned guitar by myself on YouTube and I just started diving into like the instrument world first, I would say, just to learn basic like composition and like how it works. And then I realized that I can technically like sing in quotation marks, like from (laughs) when I was like a very young girl. And I think I was in the car. It's like one of those corny stories. I was in the car singing some like Mariah Carey song or whatever right. shit. And then my uncle was like, wait, Alyssa's actually good. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, period. I, I don't even remember what it was, but he said that to my dad. And then I like took singing lessons for maybe like a week or something. And I just, it didn't really stick with me because I don't think I was at that young age, like dedicated enough to train the craft and didn't really see it as anything. But when I got to high school I guess I want to say that's when I started like actually realizing that people can notice I can sing as the way that it started is basically my friends from class would ask me it was kind of weird it was like a transaction they would ask me like right. can you sing a cover of like Ariana Grande's new song and put it on so I would put it on their Facebook like profile pages right and then they would share it and like repost it and everyone would comment and they'd be like me next me next like sing me a little cover because it's just like a little dedication oh, that's cool that's sweet and that became like how people would know that I could sing because I would whip out the guitar or something and do that for them mm-hmm. um and then I started these gigs is a far-fetched word but I started <laughs> doing like things within the high school so I sang at like Warrior Idol which is kind of like the competition of wow. singers at the high school That's awesome. it was so 
fucking terrible. <laughs> I, every time I watch the video, I cringe. Um, and then I sang the national anthem at one of the basketball games because wow. I was really close with the ASB, like right. the student body, the student right? body. So they were all like my really good friends at the time. So they knew I sang, and they were like, you know, you should just do it. Yeah, those are those are big crowds too. Like I remember in high school, like I mean. I, I'm pretty sure your high school was pretty massive in OC because yeah, yeah. Th- at Huntington there was like, I mean you're 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 performing for thousands of kids. A lot. Yeah, that's I can imagine that's overwhelming at first. Oh my god, I was shitting my pants. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was also I think it was the home games of like the last against like the big rival, so it was really everybody. Oh like, wow, everyone's pulling up. Everybody at my high school that I knew, the close friends from like the next door neighbor high school. It was just like really scary, but that was kind of the first big like singing in public thing. Right. Man, that's insane. And high school, man, is just such a crazy time to be doing, like to really put, putting yourself out there. Cause I mean, definitely when I was in high school, I definitely wasn't actively putting myself out there. So for you to be doing it at such a young age, it's like you were destined for so much greatness. I guess. I hope so. I watch it and I hate myself, but I guess, yeah, it's it's like preparation because it was all part of like experiencing things and prepping me for the future because when I got to college is when I actually started taking singing like very seriously and training and doing all that stuff because I joined an acapella group. Um, And that story is actually kind of crazy because... When I went to BU, I originally wanted to do dance, <laughs> like right, I, like, I like as a as a major or more like just something to like an elective, elective like gotcha. uh, clubs. Awesome. So I was like, I'm gonna be, you know, you go from OC to like the dance community. And then <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna do it like six to six, all those like dance right, coups, and then you're like, okay, I'm right. gonna try. So I went to the club brush, like in Pitch Perfect, like they have all the things, right, right, and then I instantly went straight to the dance groups and I was like okay this is like where I'm gonna go right I looked up all of them and all of that stuff I was ready to go to the auditions and then I passed a few of the acapella groups and I was like you know maybe like I'll pick it up right whatever and I asked my friend that's a BU alum like which acapella group's the best um and talked to her a little bit about it and then so basically I went to the dance auditions first and I got like a callback and everything, but I ended up not getting in, but that turned out to be like the biggest blessing because on the walk home back to my dorm, Mm -hmm. I passed the acapella auditions and I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just fuck it and go like try. Right. Am I allowed to cuss? (laughs) Yeah, no, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, Yeah. So I passed the auditions, like the acapella auditions on my walk back to the dorm. Um... And so I went in and I saw two groups right in the front. And right. there was one that was the group that my friend alum had recommended. And then there was another one that like was there. Right. Yeah. Just some random <laughs> just one, right? A, a random one. Um, so I went into both of them because my friends like encouraged me to. Right. I went into the one that they recommended. I'm not going to name drop any of these. I went into the one they recommended um auditioned it was great it was fun I love them I'm close with a bunch of them now right um and then I went into the other one just for shits and gigs I was like I might as well since I'm here um and this one I liked their repertoire more because they were Mm -hmm. singing like more current songs and they just felt honestly a lot more scary which I was like maybe they're good yeah maybe maybe that's that's what I gotta do jump in just jump straight in maybe that's why so I auditioned with the same song I did Alicia Keys if I ain't got you for both auditions wow that's wow (laughs) 
Damn, that's crazy. That, that's that's a hard song to sing, and you just jump straight in, right? It was, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how I picked that song. I was just like, fuck it. So, um, I did those auditions, both of them, and then I went home and I was like, fuck, I didn't get into dance. Like that sucks. And then the next day or like over the course of the next few days I got callbacks for both the groups so I was like okay now I'm a little nervous because originally I wasn't even thinking about acapella I don't really know much about it except for the movies and I guess singing could be cool and then I went to the callbacks for both of them and I got into both of them and they were like you know let us know your decision like by today because we have like a meeting today wow so i had to make the decision in the morning they call you at like seven in the morning it's like right. a tradition and then you're supposed to come to rehearsal by like four o'clock that afternoon for oh, whichever man. group so you just pick. same day just same day jump in. so i did some more deep research of the groups and tried to pick and then i actually went with the one that was the random one that just happened to be there that wasn't right. even my alum friend's recommendation right and then I was in the group for literally four years and became president for three of them. And they're like my best friends in the whole world and they're incredible. And that's yeah. so sweet. That's so awesome. Random. Dude. That's, that's crazy because when I, you know, obviously I always thought the troublemakers were, you know, from watching pitch perfect, I always thought <laughs> it was almost like a fictional thing. And then yeah. hearing that you were part of it, it's almost like, wow, like a movie esque <laughs> group coming to life, which is so awesome. I do want to jump into a little bit about um, your experience at BU. How would you, how would you compare the culture in like SoCal, Orange County to maybe the East Coast in Boston? Well, honestly, I think I kind of hated Boston for the first year or two because mm. it was just such a drastic change for me. Um, right. The weather, I'm sure everything just oh my God. switched up. Freezing. <laughs> like, I wear shorts here, like, and then I went there and it was like 10 degrees. And I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that no is. No way. Yeah. Um, it was really terrifying. I was also in, like, a really toxic long-distance relationship at the time, so I didn't really, like, in, encapsulate. No. I didn't get to dive into the freshman year experience or even sophomore year. That was when COVID hit for me while I was out there. So, oh, man. I basically I went to spring break with my family, my parents in DC, and then they emailed BU sent this mass email and was like, "Don't come back, like, oh shit, <laughs> just oh, stay man. out there." So they shipped me all my stuff back home, uh, and then that was pretty much it. I had to make the decision of like what to do next. Oh, so a lot of your learning was remote then. Yeah, and my singing, which is kind oh, of man, that, insane. Were you singing over like Zoom or yeah. was that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was like, we trauma blocked that era. Okay. It was so bad. Like, I love them. I love the group. And we really busted ass to like make it work and make it the best we could. And we did. We had like a final concert virtually. Um, we did all that stuff. Oh, I would cool. edit. Like, you know, the videos, like every clip right. person and then they're just singing over like a track. Uh -huh. So we did we did make it work, but it's just not the same as like standing in the room and like, you right. know, yeah. and seeing an audience yeah. and like fully being able to fully embrace all the energy there. Uh, yeah, I totally get it. It's different. I would I would say um, it's funny you mentioned that because during the lockdown, I was that's kind of when I started to try to do the podcast and yeah. I would have to do it over Zoom. Yeah. But the energy of talking to someone over a video camera or anything doing over a video camera is just not the same experience yeah. as talking to someone in person not or performing in, some, in front of someone in person. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, that really sucks. Like, COVID was just such a crazy time. It's, 
was really insane. Basically, the competition that they have in Pitch Perfect, I love the comparison of like acapella, and they're always like, "Oh, you were in acapella? Is it like Pitch Perfect?" And like, yes, it was a hundred percent like Pitch Perfect, um, just without riff offs. Like that was the only thing we didn't do. Um, oh, that's that's kind of the best part. <laughs> I know, that's no, the best kidding. part. But it's just because we're not witty enough to do right. that. But but the performances, everything, everything was very similar. The competition that they perform in at the end of the movie, the ICCAs, is literally the competition that we compete in. Right. And so that we had gotten to the quarterfinals for that, um, and like we had just performed, we had just won, and then COVID hit. So like oh, we would never know. We always say like. We could have won. Like we never know, right? Like <laughs> right, maybe yeah. we did. Exactly. Because um, we never know if we went to finals or anything. But uh, yeah, it hit right there. But I was like, we had done workshops and boot camps and everything, and I felt so strong and confident with my stage performance. Right. And then COVID hit. I didn't sing in front of audiences for two years, like a year and a half. Right. My last performance was Treb's Troublemakers. Mm-hmm. My senior year, I was literally like shaking, shitting my oh, yeah. hands. I, I, I totally get it, dude. I totally get it. It's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I'd imagine, cause I've never, I've never actually performed on stage before. You know, I'm not a performer, but I do know I, a lot of performers and like, they have such a strong stage presence and I'd like to think I'd have it too, but I imagine <laughs> if I get in front of a big room of people, I'd be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can totally imagine that. Yeah. So, but it's great that, like, I mean, that you're still friends with a lot of them, or yeah. I want to say all of them. It's that's awesome that it yeah. was such a good experience for you. I know, and it was cool to actually hone in on like singing skills without taking the stereotypical lessons, right? Because you were learning with your friends, which is like right. even more fun. And your the e board, the music directors, they were all like your friends that you totally. Would see. To- that's that's such a great way to describe it because maybe jumping back to maybe some of your earlier life, like when I, when growing up, I'm a first generation American. My parents immigrated from the Philippines and China and Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was actually never introduced to music at a young age. I I think my mom, I might actually, I take that about, sorry. I know my parents (laughs) are going to be listening to this. My mom introduced (laughs) me to guitar. Yeah. Um, she really wanted me to play, but I was like maybe five years old and I just didn't have the finger strength to really do anything. And so she, they introduced me to that. But other than that, I was really never introduced to music. And so, I think that actually, for me, I know a lot of kids that are my age that were forced to maybe do piano or violin that no longer play because they got so burnt out yeah. because they were maybe not in the right environment to learn. Right. But you were able to really hone in with a lot of your friends, yeah. especially um, during the troublemaker times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like that's honestly the best way to do it, especially when you want to do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like my mom would put me through the lessons and she would repeatedly tell me like, you need to practice. You have lessons every Friday. Like you're not right. getting any better. It's oh, a waste of my oh money. My, dude, like, I know All that. that stuff. And I was like, I know, but I hate it because it's an obligation. And right. then when you choose to do this music group with your friends and you want to be better for the sake of them and the sake of the group, it's like you grow expeditiously. It's, it's like, it's insane how much you grow. Yeah, like, when it's, it's your choice. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Well, Alyssa, that's such an amazing, that's a great story, honestly. I'm really happy that you were able to have that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, I do want to jump into a little bit. I know, so you went to BU for film and TV, yeah. right? Which is amazing. I think maybe a lot of the listeners right now maybe don't know that you're actually super involved within the film industry. So mm-hmm. let's, I do want to talk a little bit about that with you as well. Um, do you mind 
talking a little bit about what your role right now is as uh, in that industry right now? Yeah. So I did study film and TV production at BU and basically they split it into different tracks. So they have like a screenwriting track of producing, directing that whole spiel. Um, I ended up or I, at first I wanted to be a director and then I ended up doing all the screenwriting classes possible that wow. BU ever offers because right. I just loved it. Um, and my way of like putting it together as to why I love screenwriting so much is originally I was going to do psychology because both a lot of my family is in psychology. My mom is like the chair of the social work department. Wow. My brother has a PhD in psychology. Like it was just kind of yeah, like, it's like embedded in your <laughs> DNA almost. It was meant to be. Um, so I was going to do psychology, but I just realized I can't do academia forever. I need to do something creative. Right. Um, I've always loved creative writing and I think I got better at it as I got older. Totally. So the way that I like to put screenwriting together is like it's a mix of psychology and creative writing because it's watching and depicting human nature properly and correctly on a screen and you have to like be intuitive and creative enough to know how to do that like realistically. Wow. <laughs> that was like, such I, I got chills the way you described that. That was that's why I never I thought of it. it that way. That's such yeah. a great way to describe it. Because you know like when it's fake and you know when they're not being real and like uh, being able to take like human nature, I right. think that's the most important part. Totally, yeah. totally. But yeah, so that was the reason I think I stayed in the screenwriting track and was so drawn to it. Um, but it is so difficult to be a screenwriter. <laughs> it's the, the I whole. Know it. I know. Yeah, it. creative writing is honestly so difficult. You know, it's, I think creative writing also can be played into songwriting as well. Yeah. But I always thought writing was my strength in high school. But that was always based off of like you know, English prompts and based off, you know, critical evidence right. versus creative writing is a whole different spectrum, a whole different side of the brain that, um, for, I don't have the skill to do, but <laughs> I so admire the people that can do that because it's just, it's really difficult. And, it's so hard. um, but yeah, so film and TV, obviously right now we're in the era of streaming and just a ton of different things always coming out. And I think yeah. that's, you know, that's the right industry to be right now. And yeah. That's, that's amazing that, um, you're in that. Yeah, that literally transitions like straight into what I do as my quote unquote day job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, let's I do want to talk about before we do get in your day job. I know there is something that um, I know this is kind of going a little bit all over the place right now, but um, it does kind of go into some of your earlier accomplishments and even maybe a major accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Actually, it is a major accomplishment. It was the, uh, the 2017 All-American High School Film Festival. Right. And so. I know you talk about it a little bit in the documentary, um, but how was that experience? That must have been incredible. That must have been amazing. It was mind-blowing. Um, I guess it kind of mixes the whole high school, like that being the time that my singing started peaking, but also right. like is when I really knew I wanted to do film as a major. Exactly, yeah. Um, I took... A high, well, so we weren't allowed to take film classes at my high school until you were like a senior or a junior. Gotcha. So I had to wait all the way until the end oh, man. until I could finally take it. And it was like a very coveted class. Everyone wanted to be in it. The teacher, Mr. Faletta, God said, I love you. I miss you. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're literally the reason like. Shout out, the, Mr. Faletta. <laughs> shout out, Mr. Faletta. You're one of the reasons I literally am in film right now. Um, but yeah, also I need to email you. I miss you. But I'm going to send this to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Basically, I talked about it in the documentary a little, but 
TLDR, um, the prompt was who who I am, who am I, who am I? Um, and all the students had the option of literally having creative freedom. Like you can do whatever you want. Um, you just have to make a short film that explains to people who you are in a summation. Mm. Super simple. I love like vague prompts like that. Cause you can really take it. So much you creative want. freedom. Totally. So at that era, a lot of people, my friends did like draw my lives because right. <laughs> like YouTube. That, that was popping off back yeah. then. Yeah, it was like perfect. Like YouTube, it was perfect. Everybody did that. They did like narrations, uh, things like that. Right. But I, honest to God, hate listening to my voice when it's just like there. Yeah, just talking. <laughs> <laughs> talking. Um, so this is a big milestone for me. Right, but- <laughs> totally, totally. But yeah, so I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just write it in a song because I think that'll be more succinct. And the beauty about it is that like, obviously songs can't encapsulate every single detail, but I think that's also the good part is you fill in the blanks. Exactly, exactly. A- room for interpretation. Right, totally. exactly. So I wrote a song called Who I, Who I Am. Mm-hmm. Um and put it behind a little film that I made with a couple of my friends. Literally, like, I feel like the film wasn't in any way extravagant or crazy. It was just me and my girls, like, having a day in OC. Right. Um, Orange County. But that was kind of also, like, the beauty of it is, like, this is who I am and this exactly. is who I am in this moment. Totally. So, filmed that, sung that, put it together, showed it to the class, um, shitting bricks. And then my... Class was really receptive. Um, my teacher, Mr. Folletta, was also really receptive. He showed it to the other periods, like the other classes, right. um, which he didn't even have to, but he was like, here's an example. He used it as examples for future classes to show them, like, here's something you can do for this project um, and things like that. And then he basically submitted it to film festivals for me because um, he was like, this needs to be seen. That's beautiful. I know, I love him. <laughs> and then he sent it to the All-American High School All-American High School Film Festival, um, which is based in New York, I believe. And so they it moved up to official selection, which is like a pretty highly esteemed within the award ceremony. Right. Um, and so they sent me an email and they were like, yeah, we're inviting you to come out to New York and we're going to premiere it in a theater in Times Square, the wow. AMC, like on the screen and That's crazy. come watch it. Um, there's also like a bunch of networking people and all that stuff. Right. So I went with my mom and yeah, I mean, we just made like a weekend out of it. I'm pretty right. sure we like hung out. Hang out in New York for a little bit. That's awesome. Got to go see it on the big screen. And that was like the first time I've ever seen that. And when I went to go watch it in the theater, there was a girl sitting in front of me um, watching it as well. Obviously, there's no MC or anything like Proctor. It's just like they're playing the official selection. So Right. Just back to back. Is that how it was going? Yeah. So it was, it was like she didn't have to really say anything there was no context it wasn't anything like that right um and then after she watched it finish she was like oh my god that was so good to like the girl that she was sitting next to whoever and i was blown i was sitting right behind her (laughs) no idea the filmmaker was right there but it blew my mind because like to me i don't know like i i know i sing i knew at that point i knew that i like could sing i I sang for my friends sometimes um but i'm just like this is going to sound so like, oh my God, I'm quirky. But like, I'm just like literally a Asian girl from OC. Like totally, totally. It's, it's really nothing crazy. So to go to like a 
esteemed theater and like sit with whoever I don't know where she is. Shout out to you. I, thank you. Right, <laughs> like, wherever right, you are. Right. But that's just kind of like that was really validating to me. Totally. That's I had a I had a similar experience. Nowhere near the level that you were at. But how what, were you a junior senior in high school? <laughs> I want to say a junior. Junior. Yeah. So that's funny because my junior year, I had a similar experience where um, it's actually on YouTube still, but it's not public. But you, I made, um, we had this project for our English uh, English class where we had like all these different ism areas, like Puritanism, mm-hmm. all those different things. And we had to make, we had to do a project like highlighting every single era. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I had this group of friends who at the time were my best friends. Let's just make a huge song. So it was like a four minute song. Oh, that's fire. We, we rapped about all the isms <laughs> and... We got, it was fun because in order to get an A in the class, I needed to get, literally get 100% on the project. Oh my God. And my teacher gave me 100%. Let's go. Yeah. So Let's it was, go. yeah, that at that point, um, yeah, like I think God bless school projects because they yeah. definitely brought out um, a different side yeah. of me and my friends and obviously with you. Yeah. And really, I think definitely took us to the next level with our confidence at least. Agreed. Agreed. Um, how many people were in that theater that at AMC? Oh my God. I don't even remember. I think I like literally blocked it out because I was so I, <laughs> I was so traumatized by like these people watching it um, in a good way. But right. I really can't remember. I think it was pretty full because it was like they had multiple theaters open. I think by I want to say it was like by genre or by category. Got you. Got I you. think I literally can't remember, but I do remember being scared. Right. To- <laughs> like, <laughs> man, I would be. I was nervous just poor. Showing it in front of my classmates, yeah. my twenty-something classmates, <laughs> let alone a whole theater of people coming to watch it. Yeah, but that's awesome. That's so sick. Thank you. Cool. So, <laughs> obviously now um, it's been a few years since that's happened. Obviously with both of us, um, and now you are. We're now fully grown adults. Yes. We're, we're, we're oh now God. jumping into the real world. So let's talk about. Yeah, let's jump, jump into some of your day jobs. Let's talk yeah. about. You know, obviously. We pursue our passions with creativeness, but sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't pay the bills yet. So right. what are you doing right now on the side or your main hustle to uh, put food on the table? Yeah. So on top of, I think, like our creative generation, a lot of them do freelance and, you know, photography, videography, um, all that kind of stuff. I do dabble in those as like side hustles, but coming out of film, like a film graduate it was very tricky because the one thing that I wish I was able to know more about was like where to go, like what the next step is. Right. Oh my gosh. Totally. <laughs> and I had no idea what to do. Um, <laughs> and so I would network with people that just didn't make any sense. Cause I was just, you know, throwing a, what is it? Like dart in the, whatever, <laughs> like trying right. to, trying Shot to the see. Dark. Shot in the dark. Shot right. in the dark. Um, just trying to see if I could find anyone that could help. Um, was watching YouTube videos, was reading Reddit posts about like what to do. Cause I just literally had no clue. Um, I used to be a production assistant for right. a exec, an executive in LA. Um, and she had worked on a bunch of title credits um, for yeah. TV shows and movies and stuff. So, gotcha all the title credits for Twilight, you like wow. all these. Yeah. Really That's cool shows. Esteemed, esteemed productions. Yeah. Wow. So she, we had, or I had learned a lot about like 
all the animation stuff that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't want to be in animation, obviously you just got to start like where you can start. Totally. So I learned that whole process. I learned about, you know, being basically someone's bitch in the industry. Like <laughs> <laughs> I learned calendaring and um, all that stuff, picking up coffee. I've done that at internships. Like it, I know people say it's like a stereotype, but I mean, it is the norm. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I did do that for a little bit. And then... Eventually, I decided that I had to go somewhere else um, or redirect my path. So I left that job. And then my current job is technically in film awards PR. So this job I had applied for before I got my PA job. Okay. Um, And then I got to be like second place in the running and then they gave it to somebody else, which I now work with him and he's incredible. Um, But so after I'd quit the PA job, they reached out again and were like, you know, we have an opening. We don't even need to do the interview process again. Like we liked you from last time. It was a really close call. Like, would you be interested in the job? It was like godsend because I was scrambling I have an Excel spreadsheet and I applied to like 475 jobs (laughs) during unemployment. So it was really, it was nice of them to just like offer it out. Yeah, reach back out to you. That's super sweet. Really nice. So basically what I do though, if I can like summarize it, um, I do work for PR and award submissions for the film industry. So the best way I can describe is think of like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Golden Globes, all this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. All the like best actor, best uh, makeup, hair design. Right. Somebody's got to submit them for those categories. Right. Um, and that's basically like me and my company. We do that. So. Wow. That's that's a, that's a really big <laughs> it's, responsibility. Yeah. That's huge. It's a lot of fun. We get to work with a lot of the talent. Um, and we, our main client is Apple TV right now. So I do have, or like all the Apple TV shows, the really popular ones, Ted Lasso, Severance, Mm -hmm. um, all of those. Shrinking is a really big one right now. Those, like all of the talent within that, we basically submit them. We just finished Oscar season, um, which was a whole different spiel, like that guild season. Um, But yeah, now with Apple TV, we have like the Emmys coming up. I think submissions are due in May. So that's like our main goal. Right. Always something coming up, right? Always. Always something coming up. That's the thing about the industry is I feel like you're on call like 24 (laughs) seven. Right. I I think that's like, I think that's the real sacrifice though of working in an industry like this though. You know, like I I think about that too. Like, man, it would be so easy to just settle into like a nine to five, have weekends (laughs) off or whatever. But then at the same time, I don't think we'd be enjoying what we're doing. Right. I actually just talked to my brother kind of about that yesterday. He, He's like 29 years old. Shout out Edmund. Love you, brother. Um, He was saying, he's an engineer. So he was like, you know, I really grinded, busted my ass so that I could be at the place that I am now financially to Mm -hmm. like support my lifestyle, all this stuff. And he was like, you're such an overachiever in like the best way possible and like working really hard. And I told him like, if I don't grind it out now, then like how will I ever move up or get better in the industry especially? Totally. It's... It's, yeah, it's always, that's something that I struggle with personally too, is like, I'll work really hard and then I'll take a day, I'll try to take a day off Mm -hmm. and then I'll see someone posting about, I'm in the studio right now or I'm, I'm on my shit. I'm like, damn, I I need to get back on it now. (laughs) I need to do it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's a cutthroat industry, but, um, obviously you're really good at networking. You're able to navigate your way through it. 
um, pretty mm. successfully. Thank you. Um, let's talk about, so do you get to meet the talent of some of the people that you, uh, oh you do your PR stuff for? Yes, I love them. All right. <laughs> what has been your favorite interaction with um, some talent from some of these shows? Oh, okay. So one of our shows is called Five Days at Memorial, and we had all these guild events over the past couple of months that I would have to go and staff and basically, you know, help the talent with the red carpet and all this kind of stuff. So we, it was called VES, which is like the visual effects supervisor award Mm -hmm. ceremony. Um, And some of them, I had met all of them. They're so sweet and so like humble and just grateful to be there. And after they had won their award, um, they had found me on LinkedIn and then they wrote like, you know, this whole post about, Oh, we won. We're so grateful, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll be like, thank you to, like my company's name and Alyssa Go and blah, blah, blah. These like huge visual effects people. Um, Some of them that have like, I was in proximity with like Avatar, Way of Water people. And it's just really sweet of them to like make the effort to go out and do that. Yeah, to acknowledge you. That's that's amazing. I think that this industry kind of gets a bad rap because I think a lot of people think that, and I think partially it's true where some like, the industry is full of snakes. I think partially it's true, but there's also a lot of really good people too. Yeah. There's yeah. also a ton of really good people. Those are the best people. Exactly. The people that are not necessarily always in the spotlight, but I think those are the most humble. They always give, you know, all all the love. So I agree. That's amazing. The job has really been about proximity, I would say, because it's still not um, screenwriting. Uh, that's kind of more like I do on the side. The whole works in a cafe barista thing. Like I did that for a while. Right, right, right. That's just screenwriting is like an ongoing thing for me forever, I think. But um, the main thing is proximity. Like I, at these awards, there's like Angela Bassett on stage and she's just like, hey, or I saw Frankie Grande, Ariana Grande's brother. And I was like, I've loved you my whole life. And you're just (laughs) standing right there. So, and obviously we can't really approach or talk to them unless they talk to you first. Cause right. it's just like a little unprofessional. Right. Just respect um, thing. Right. Yeah. Imagine gotcha. if I went up to like, I don't know, Angela Bassett and yeah. was like, oh, I no! love <laughs> Yeah. I'd be fired like on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I like, it's, it's just about proximity being close to them. Cause you never know what can happen. Like they could be like, I need someone who can like, be a DP on next, my next movie or something. I'm right. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here. Exactly. It's not about what you know, but who you know sometimes. Yeah. That's exactly. amazing. What would you give? Um, do you have any advice for maybe some people that are trying to break into the industry that you're in right now? Oh Lord. Give me advice back, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just say it is like exactly what you said. It is who you know, but I, there's only one other person in my family pursuing art um, like it's me and her and she's doing illustration. Shout out Kaylin. But yeah, everyone else in my family was engineer, psychology, like all the kind of STEM related things. Right. So as much as my advice, I don't know if it'll be very beneficial, but I think just like don't be too hard on yourself or like don't expect that like you need to have all of these connections because you are very capable and can do it yourself and you don't it's easier, you know, I'm not going to like lie. It'll definitely, it would definitely be easier if I had like an uncle who worked for Paramount. Right, right. <laughs> that would be a lot easier. But I also like managed by myself to, my last internship was at Stampede Ventures in LA, which was the the founder is like the ex-producer of Dark Knight and Inception and all these things. And like, you know, I did that. So like, you don't need connections. You just exactly. got to grind. 
Grind, yeah. keep working hard. Keep working yeah, I hard. Think, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think there's, um, I read somewhere that there's three pillars to success. It's mm. good product, good branding, and then consistency. Yes. Right? You have to be consistent. Yes. And then if you're, if you're, if you think you're doing all those three and you're still not making it, then the problem's you, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like yeah. the problem you need to, I've met way too many people that they, they, uh, their ego gets in the way. Oh yeah. Their own stuff. So. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Well, that's amazing. Like the film industry is just so crazy. And the fact that you're in it is, is wonderful, dude. Thank you. Um, so I know you're also, um, you also do free, freelance uh, photography and videography, right? Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. I don't have to go like too much in depth. It's pretty sure. self-explanatory, but yeah. So when I was at like in high school that when I started doing videography and we had like little competitions within our film class and stuff for basic video like music videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that i just learned you know you can apply that as a career and get some commission and all that kind of stuff right. when you do that um, a lot of my friends are like wedding photographers and stuff and it's just applying your talent and realizing i just talked to my friend about this it's like realizing that you really can just pick up a camera and like go do it like sometimes i forget that i have the capability and know how to do that um so for example, I went on like a beach day with my friends and mm-hmm. I brought my camera and then we had like a full ass film afterwards and yeah. just like we watch it when we miss that day and you just forget sometimes that like you can go and make yeah, a film. Exactly. Yeah. I know I have a camera right now that's collecting dust that I'm yeah. like, I I keep forgetting that I can just turn it on and you you never know what you can make. Yeah. The people who like carry their camera around everywhere they go, like props. Right. Yeah. I love that. You get to capture some insane moments. I did that for a little while. I tried doing like daily vlogs when I was yeah. a little bit younger. Um, but it's like a you really have to be there's a certain level of confidence that comes in with that. To yeah. like really to like hey guys. be willing to, exactly <laughs> to really be willing to show yourself up with the camera, yeah. not being afraid to record somebody or yourself. Yeah. Um but like and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Um who's been a Who's been like your, what's your favorite thing to, to film? Like who, and who have you worked with that you really want to shout out or that you really love? I think my favorite thing to work on is like editorial fashion shoots. Um, and it really started with my friend, one of my best friends, Megan Koei, and she's in the documentary. <laughs> shout out, Megan. <laughs> shout out, Megan. Um, so the way that we actually met is like I slid in her DMs and if she listens to this, she's going to die that I said that (laughs) I literally slid in her DMs um I had followed her because she's just a fashion god and I every time I need fashion inspo I literally look up her Instagram but um she had just finished her collection for school she goes to FIDM which is a fashion school in LA super esteemed yeah so she finished her own Koei collective collection um and she was like I need a videographer it's a basically like school budget kind of thing has to submit it for a project and I slid up and I was like me please um I would love to and then over the course of a few months we did the logistics and everything the first day I met her was on set at her collection thing um and then we shot it and I was like I love shooting clothes I love shooting brands because I love like the brands and the like being involved in that kind of stuff so I think it's just very innovative so to watch like Megan and her creativity and to be able to be a part of like capturing it was really cool that's amazing yeah shout out Megan, shout out Megan. obviously she did a lot of, she did the art custom artist merch for do what I want yeah um super talented obviously want to get on here soon but yes um Wow, so you've, you guys have only really been friends for, like, maybe, what, a couple of years now, maybe? Yeah. A year and a half? 
Maybe like a year and a half, but she's like wow. one of my girls now. There you go. Yeah. So, man, that's so cool. So I, I don't really have a lot of like close friends in the industry, mm. you know? So maybe we can jump into maybe some of that a little bit, maybe as far as some of your networking that you do. Yeah. Um, obviously, being in this industry, you have to be a good networking, good at marketing. Um, do you have any, maybe some tips and tricks on how, oh gosh, yeah. like, well, like what you do, like what your process is on getting in contact with some of the people you do? Yeah, I would say my biggest advice and what I've learned by going to all these events and stuff for the film industry is like, these are like, talk to them like they're people, you know? Um, I think a lot of the times people get a little nervous or like intimidated or they think they have to be extremely professional, like nice to meet you. Like my name is X, Y, and Z. I'm part of this company. But like the best conversations I've had with these talent is when I'm like, okay, you're all set here. The bar is open. The best part, like go right. get a drink. Exactly. Open <laughs> like, bar. Go this is what wild. we've been waiting for. And yeah. then they're like, oh, like I don't want to do the red carpet. And I'm like, okay, no worries. Like I wouldn't want to either. Like, <laughs> I just like, you know, you talk to them like they're human right, and right. they immediately recognize it. It's like the whole thing with dogs where like they smell fear. It's <laughs> very similar. Right. Like these people, they're they're literally humans too. And they've probably been in like similar spots if they're not nepotism related but right they're, they're i'm sure they're just as nervous like to be at these events and to have all a bunch of eyes on them so um and if it's not even like these high up talents and you're just trying to network with like friends or people that are your age like my advice is always go for it and i guess it's kind of cliche but always go for it like you're making new friends and not like you're trying to find a connection because exactly yeah be genuine yeah exactly. be genuine totally totally if you go into it finding like I, I think of this for all relationships, even like if you're dating someone, but like if anything is like remotely transactional, you're already like in Ooh, the red. Yeah, like totally. Nothing I, like that. Totally. You should not be like keeping count. You should not be like, okay, I gave him this executive's number. So they're going to give me like a screenplay, whatever. It's just like, sure, it might work that way, but don't think that way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Go into it hoping to create a genuine interaction with somebody. Yes. I think that's a, that's some great advice. And I think a lot of people, myself included, when I first started networking, I was always like, oh, wow, this person's really big. Yeah. I want to talk to them. But it was my mindset was completely wrong. It was yeah. for the purpose of pushing myself up. And I just think a lot of people go through that. And so yeah. be genuine. Um, be fearless. Yes. Right? Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Um, going back to a little bit of some of your... Uh, you know, some of your singing accolades. Do you have any um, advice on some of your songwriting tips or how you drive inspiration for the lyrics of some of your music? Get your heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm lying. Don't get your heart broken. Um, but hey, no. shout out Abel <laughs> The Weeknd. Shout out no, Taylor literally, Swift. <laughs> literally, no, for real though. Like, honest to God, it sucks. And like, I wish that wasn't my advice, but that is where like my album that's coming out soon Keep an eye out for my album. Yeah, shout soon. out the album. Um, we can talk about that. But yeah, so my, I guess like that's where the crux of my album really came from is mm-hmm. the first song that's part of it that I ever wrote. Like this album has been seven years in the making because wow. the first song is who I am from wow. high school. Um, so that was like when I first wrote a song. And then from there it had been love songs. It had been heartbreak songs. And then... Right. Over the course of like trauma, it continually became more and more heartbreak songs. Um, But I feel like that's where it's the most genuine and it flows the most because Mm -hmm. the way I see it is I'm basically saying everything that like 
I want to say to them, but I don't right. have to directly say it to them. Totally, totally. It's almost it's been like your like your journey is growing into a young adult. Yes, that's beautiful. Exactly. What do you have a name for the album yet? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't want to say. I it. can say. I can say. It. It's called Baby Steps. Um, it's coming out that's whenever I finish it. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, but I have a tattoo of it. Um, in my handwriting, it says Baby mm-hmm. Steps, like on my arm. And originally, that was going to be the cover. Um of it the like picture of the tattoo right. but uh, after you know this thing has literally been like seven plus years in the making my vision for it has changed <laughs> a thousand times <laughs> gotta make sure it's what you want though you know? exactly so like the cover is gonna be different keep an eye out for it soon i think it's more explanatory of like how i was feeling when i made it but mm-hmm. yeah so baby steps very soon that's beautiful that's beautiful that's awesome okay well i think we got um, something that I also struggle with mm-hmm. um, is the, the third tip that I want you to maybe shed some light on is um, staying motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I know you're, you seem like a very passionate person in all endeavors of your life. Um, do you mind maybe shedding some wisdom on maybe how someone can stay motivated and consistent? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. It's so hard for me too. Um, I'm like that kind of person that I have like 300 unread texts on my phone. Um, you got to call me if you want to talk to me. (laughs) Um, Like I have a thousand and one unfinished projects because I'm always picking up this kind of like I can tangent. I'm always picking up different hobbies. So like sometimes I have like an entire tattoo gun and like the ink and everything in my closet. If you want a tattoo, hit me up. Oh, (laughs) honestly, shit. I want one. I do want one. So like I, I have that. I, I'm also signed like as a model with like my agency, which was so random and happens like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cars cause I love cars. Nice. <laughs> I have a Instagram account. That's like a car fanatic page. Um, and just like random stuff like that. So I literally have so many projects that are like ongoing. Um, and it's very, very hard to maintain motivation, especially when I technically am working like a nine to five and then you get off and you just want to like play Harry Potter legacy and you don't want to like do any work or turn your brain on. But I would say the main point of motivation for me is my friend group and the people that I surround myself with, which I think is what all creatives need to do is like find your support group and your friends because, Oh my God, if I had, if I had a dollar for, every friend that had been like, bitch, where is the album? And like yelled at me for that. Oh my God, I'd be rich. And like, I, I run into my friends like, like randomly or like I'd see my friends after they're, they've been away and, college or wherever and they're like i heard you're working on an album and i literally am like uh. oh my god like, <laughs> i know I work, it's literally pulling like a sizzle like i'm trying i'm trying to get it out um and i definitely will soon enough because it's just a little difficult like it's hard to find time when you're no one's at home and you can like totally, say yeah it's it's easy to just sit down and watch tv or right. play a game or whatever right but the ma- the main motivation is like it's definitely been my friends they they're like I'll, I'll release like a snippet on my close friend story on Instagram. And they're like, if you don't put this on your album, I will kill you. And I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so friends, friends. Yeah. You got to surround yourself with motivated people. Yeah. I, I found too. Um, yeah. Like you said, like I, like I'm sure you've had your fair share of people that were maybe not as ambitious. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I was unfortunately in that, in the situation where that's where I, I my music career almost never even happened because yeah. I surrounded myself with people that, 
um, just never had that drive to do anything more with their life. Yeah. So um, surround yourself with, you know, strong-minded people, like-minded yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so that everyone succeeds. Yeah. That's I amazing. Talk, I talked to my friends in college. I remember one night we were literally sitting in like a dorm room and we had that exact conversation because I had attained at that point in my life, like a very close friend group of people who were extremely driven about their careers, like PR film and all the stuff. And we we're just sitting in the dorm room and we were like, it's kind of beautiful to see like how driven our friend group is. Cause I've been surrounded by people who just like don't have any ambition and like Man. don't want to grow. And they had been like, I want to go to New York. Like I want this company. I want this and this. They talk the talk. Right. They talk the talk. They love to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. And this, this group of friends that I had, they're all, we're all doing exactly like what we said we were going to do because we pushed each other also. I think everybody needs that. Everybody, everybody, everybody that wants to be more deserves to have a friend group like that. And so that's, yeah, that's super wonderful. Um, I know you talk about, um, so I love that you talk about your tattooing. I love <laughs> that you talk about um, all your little side hustles, modeling, car fanatic, yeah. um, et cetera. What are, um, what are some of your goals for all your different projects for the years to come? Hmm. Well, first I got to get this stupid album out. Like that's the first <laughs> and foremost yes, thing. Yes, we need it. We need baby steps. <laughs> that's the first one. Um, and once that is out, honest to God, it'll be a really huge, like, I don't want to say burden because making music is never a burden, but I want to say like, that's a big project. That'll be to do list checked off. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of it would be like before it was portfolio based. So I wanted to do a lot more with brands. I wanted to do more shoots for like modeling to like push myself up and all this stuff. But mm -hmm. honestly, I think it's like, I've had a lot of like reassessing, especially with job hopping around and totally, hunting. Totally. And I think my goal in life is not to dream of labor. <laughs> like, totally, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to work my way into the ground either. Yeah. Like, like I love being creative. I can never stop being creative. And I think that's like what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, but also like my goals with that whole creative scene, getting all my album out and all of that stuff, like, what's most important to me is like the friends I surround myself with, like the family, like having healthy relationships and, um, super important, super yeah. important. So important. Yeah. Um, that's such a great thing to say too. Cause I think, I feel like a lot of kids nowadays, maybe not so much now, but definitely like maybe not on the forefront of their mind, but I think people our age still think that they have a lot of time, mm. which we do, but at the same time, they're not, I don't think they respect the time that we have right now. Like, yeah. Grinding it day in, day out, making sure to put out, you know, put their best foot forward, yeah. reaching out. Because one day we're going to wake up one day and like, shit, we're in our 30s, 40s. I and know. it's going to be like, where did that time go? So um, making sure to come in and be consistent and, you know, grinding now so that we don't have to necessarily grind later. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So obviously, I think you and I, you know, everyone that we've worked with, I feel like, I feel like is going to do amazing things. Um, what are some of your dream collabs in just in the industry? Let's start with maybe film. Let's start with film. What is like for film? Who would you like really love to collab with? Originally, it was Greta Gerwig because she's she made Little Woman and Lady Bird and stuff. And amazing movies. Love amazing those projects. movies. Um, and I think she's doing a wonderful job at like incorporating woman representation like in the industry. That was kind of my original answer. Uh, but a lot of 
Asian representation, like that has been the forefront of all of my creative film work. Actually, all of my creative work, all my scripts are, there's Asian leads um, and they all have Asian characters. Totally. But it's also, I think there's this quote by like Stephen Yun who said that like true Asian representation is when we don't have to prove our reason for being in Hollywood, meaning like they just happen to be Asian. Like you don't have to have this whole spiel about, oh, they took off their shoes and like, when, <laughs> you know, like oh you don't know, they're yeah. eating kimchi. Like you don't have right. to do that. It's like representation is when honestly we're kind of bored of it. Like honestly, like it's normal and we see Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like it doesn't have to be called out. Right. Exactly. Totally. totally. So I would say like at first it was Greta. Um, and then as I started to really dive into like what I want in the industry, like my goals for representation, um, it became quite literally anybody that's Asian that's working in this industry because I would love it's exactly Justin's mission like of the documentary of like he called it Asian Avengers but uniting like why aren't all Asians in this industry uniting together as like in general um, to you know have like representation become a norm exactly exactly yeah shout out obviously shout out Jay for he's main yeah, he he really inspired me to keep collabing with yeah. um, more and more Asian Americans because it, it just never. I, I always felt like I was like the only Asian in the industry, at least like in, in Huntington, and then maybe a lot of the places I went to in LA. I was like the only Asian in some of these uh, some of these parties and right. events. Um, and I'm so glad that you know we were able to get brought together because now I can, now it's like yeah. wow, there's such a bigger community than I could ever realize. Yeah. So, shout out Justin. Awesome. Shout out Justin. <laughs> awesome. So we got film covered. Um, what about some of your dream collabs with music? Music. Oh my God. So many. Um, I would say my, okay. My girl is Ariana Grande. Cause I've talked about it like 70 times. Um, I love her. And my first ever tattoo was dedicated to her. Cause it's, it says God is a woman in French. It's this one. <laughs> it says God is a woman in French. It's like wow. Dieu est une femme or whatever. I don't even speak French, but um, <laughs> that that was her her song that like really resonated with me. And I was like, God, you're literally an angel and can totally sing incredibly. If I could sing with Ariana Grande someday, I think I would actually like have a seizure. But um, other than that, like again, same thing. All the Asian artists, I'm really proud of you guys, and I mm-hmm. see you guys, and I know you're also grinding. Um, but any like R and B people. Um, I also said at the doc screening, I would love to be on a rap song. <laughs> I think I would just Hell that'd yeah. be crazy. Hell yeah! Um, but I think more than anything, like before I do that, I need to figure out my own sound first before I start like really diving into collabs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a way to do it, but I know right now the music on my album is not necessarily like the music I want to make. It's just something I need to like get out and show that I can do totally, totally. and like close that chapter. Totally. Yeah. It's a, it really shows your journey of who you become. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I obviously, yeah, that's very well said. Very well said. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Now what about, um, what about some dream brand collabs? Is there anyone that comes to mind when you think about that? Chrome Hearts. <laughs> Shout out Chrome Hearts. Shout out Chrome Crazy Hearts. designs, crazy oh fashion God. designers. Shout out Chrome Hearts. Um, I'm very into like streetwear, so like Carhartt, Arctic. Shout out. Hey, Carhartt shirt. Yeah. You know all of those. Um, Stussy, all of them. I love like. Oh my God, their advertisement like 
marketing campaigns are so smart and innovative. Like it's so genius. Whoever's on their marketing team, like you're a genius, but yeah, I would love to be behind like the creative ideas for those shoots. Weren't you in, Oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Um, I, I didn't write it down, but you were just, Featured in a on on a on a website. It was Steve, Steve Madden. Madden. Steve Madden. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. That's. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing that. Like when we I first followed you on Instagram. I was yeah. like, That's crazy. That's huge. That like crazy. my my family owns a bunch of Steve Madden yeah. shoes. Oh my god. As, uh, Megan and I went on a photo shoot together, and we she styled me, and then we part of the style was like these huge ginormous Steve Madden boots, and so we like tagged them. They reached out. They were like is it okay if we post this on our website? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> is that even a question? Um, and yeah, so Megan and I are now on their website. If you can somehow Easter egg, try to find us. All right, try to find on Steve Madden yeah. featuring Alyssa Go. That's beautiful. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, Alyssa, I think we had a fantastic interview today. Yeah. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Anything like maybe about yourself that you want the audience to know real quick? Um. Be nice to people. Be kind. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my hat. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind. I feel like people need it, especially these days. Um, and just like, you know, I saw this quote yesterday that was like, everybody has something that they're struggling with. It's so corny. Oh my God. This is so Tumblr. But it's like everybody has something that they're struggling with. So like, you never know what's going on. So just totally. be nice and um, all ties into, I think, our recurring theme of the podcast to make genuine connections and to just spread love everywhere. But yeah. Beautiful. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, where can everybody find you on social media? My Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram is at childish Gombino, like Gambino, but my last name G O H. Um, you can find me on Twitter, everywhere, TikTok, And it's usually either childish Gombino or Gombino. You can probably find me. There you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being our second guest on the podcast today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the Beat Pack Podcast, Episode 2. My name is Loco Moco, and I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Loco, out.